is Wednesday, July 15th. Time for another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. My name is Trent Reinsmith, and I am the host. First thing today, I want to speak a little bit about the grief that ESPN's Ariel Hawani is getting from not just Ali Abdelaziz, who has quote-unquote banned ESPN for speaking to his dominance MMA fighters, but other people who are commenting on Helwani saying that Gilbert Burns should fight Leon Edwards and that, which by implication is that Burns should not get the next title fight. So if folks would take the time to listen to what was said, it was more along the lines of this making sense as a, as a welterweight fight for September in uh, Abu Dhabi. So Usman said he wants to take some time off and spend some time with his daughter, which right that makes sense no one's going to uh, condemn someone for that and if they do they they need to seek you know mental and emotional help because it's kind of a rotten thing to to do but that's neither here nor there so Usman wants to take some time off which he is entitled to and since the thinking right now is that the UFC is going to return to Abu Dhabi sometime in September what Helwani said was that, well, book these guys in September, and then the winner fights Usman. So in a vacuum, that makes perfect sense. You have two guys. Burns wants to fight. Obviously, he always wants to fight, and he missed out on this fight because of the COVID-19. Edwards wants to fight because he hasn't fought for a long time, and... Um, he obviously w- would like to get back in the octagon as well. And so that makes sense. Now, if you're going to bring up the fact that Burns lost the title fight, you also have to bring up the fact that Edwards was offered that title fight before Burns was. And Edwards had to turn it down because he wanted more time to train. And he was in a, in a spot with with COVID-19 where training even training a regular training camp is not going to be great so it's not like we should give Edwards a hard time either because this is probably unless he wins this is probably going to be his only shot at the title because um, after an eight-fight winning streak, if he can't get a title shot, that says something about what the UFC thinks of him. Um, he has a lot of decision wins, and so the UFC is, is... That's not what the UFC wants to book as their title fights. Once the guy's the champ, you're kind of stuck there, but they prefer someone who is finishing or at least trash-talking, and Edwards is not that guy great fighter eight fight winning streak at welterweight but he's not the kind of guy that's going to shine a spotlight on himself or get a lot of knockouts or submissions and so so he had to turn the fight down and then 
and then that's when Burns got the fight. And then Burns had to obviously step away because of COVID-19. And then Masvidal came in. So, like I said, in a vacuum, this makes perfect sense. Uh, if both guys want to fight and the title's not going to be available because Usman's taking some time off, well then, maybe maybe book it. I don't know. And I'm not going to defend or speak to the, the booking of the fight. I'm just saying this, what Helwani said, when you look at all the factors, makes sense unless... And so just that, just that, that, that makes sense. Booking them makes sense, but then you have to take into, into consider, uh, consideration other things. Does Burns, who has, I guess, been promised the title fight, does he want to wait for the title fight? Um, if he does, well, then you find somebody else for Edwards. If he doesn't, if he actually wants to get a fight, if he wants to fight and get another paycheck, well, then book this. And then the winner fights Usman. But... If Burns wants to wait for that title shot, then this becomes moot. But I, I, I don't. I, I just think that too many people are aren't looking at what was actually said, and and considering the circumstances that were, um, that that Helwani was considering. So, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit, and you know, encourage people to get the the full story if they can. Before assuming that um, someone is trying to put somebody else in a bad spot or put somebody down or deny them something because that wasn't the case here um, so that leads to say that Ali Abdel Delaziz is kind of out of line with his request with his uh, trying to hold um, his fighters away from ESPN so, anyway, just wanted to talk about that for a little bit. Dominic Reyes spoke to Luke Thomas on his SiriusXM radio show. Um, I believe it was yesterday. And Reyes is kind of, still kind of upset about John Jones uh, sitting out, quote-unquote, retiring, whatever. Um, that he's not going to fight for the... That he's going to try and get a better deal for himself and for other UFC fighters and he's going to do so by sitting out so what Reyes said um, is that Jones might be they might consider stripping John Jones not not even that they might be that they should strip John Jones of the UFC light heavyweight title to keep the division moving so the quote is if he's not going to fight then you're done you're done. You're stripped. It's over because he retired. I mean, I guess it's not stripped. It's more retired. He said he'd walk away. I don't know. He's trying to twist and make it so he can get more fans. I'm a champion for the fighters. I'm doing all these other things. He should have just fought me. You can't sit out two years with a new champion and then be like, well, I'm the undisputed champion. You quit. I understand where Reyes is coming from, but by the same token... Even if the UFC is going to strip Jones, there's a long way to go before this happens. He defended the title against Reyes in February, and usually you get about a year before they strip you as a, as a champion. Um, so to 
to to to think that they're just going to strip him you know before the end of the summer that's not going to happen even even with the relationship Jones has with White in the UFC that's not going to happen because if you look at Stipe he fought in July 2018 he that's when he lost the title to to Cormier and then he defeated Cormier in August 2019 and now we're approaching August 2020 and there was no talk if there was I don't know if it was serious talk of stripping Stipe of his title um, so let's let's relax a little bit before we, we started talking stripping John Jones when he just defended his title in February so I think Reyes just needs to calm down here figure out what he wants to do and if a wants to fight again he, he should he should take uh, whatever's offered to him and I, I think that was I forget who he said he was offered or who was uh, next in line uh, it slips my mind right now but yeah so Jones isn't going to get stripped in, 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 in until next year if, even if he does so Reyes has some thinking to do and it's it's either sit and wait and possibly get a rematch or fight again and keep his name at the top of the list for who is going to fight John Jones next but hoping for Jones to get stripped anytime soon not going to happen I found this article uh, that's on Bloody Elbow a little strange so on Bloody Elbow today, Karim Zidane posted a story that is titled Did Abu Dhabi Plant PR Reps at UFC 251 Press Conference to Promote UAE Tourism? And by the sounds of things, the answer is probably yes because someone um, in the back of the media room who was not a credentialed media member, MMA media member, asked some questions that were basically, what do you think of uh, Abu Dhabi? And they got positive answers, I guess. And But it was just strange. It was just a strange vibe and some strange questions. And, you know, we know, we know softball questions are not out of, uh, out of, out of the uh, realm of possibility. But these seemed even more softball than usual and not related to the fight. But whatever the reason, if it happened, it happened. And the, the, the question I have is why did it happen? Because UFC 251 was more or less, if you watched it, especially the pay-per-view, a commercial for Abu Dhabi tourism. We know that Abu Dhabi is paying the majority the or all of the expenses for Fight Island and getting the fighters there and having and, and providing the... Uh, food and hotel rooms and and pretty much everything and ab above that they're also paying a site fee to the UFC which is going to go a long way towards paying everyone that is you know, earning earning an income from from these events and that includes the fighters so why I don't I just don't understand why they would 
do this, but I guess just to get the quotes. But, you know, if you, even that, you have Dana White taking every opportunity he can get to to try and sell Abu Dhabi um, during every 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 media scrum, every press conference, he has something positive to say about Abu Dhabi and the way this has been handled. And of course he does because they are quite literally paying for the event to take place. So, yeah. Um, this is, you know, like I said before, this is a, a PR move by Abu Dhabi in the hopes to uh, increase tourism and, but more importantly, in the hopes to land big sports events. And so with the media not questioning White at all about these things and White having a free range to say whatever he wants to say positive about Abu Dhabi without any pushback, the tourism board could not have picked a more compliant media and a better mouthpiece to sell Abu Dhabi as a destination for big sporting events. So this, that, they, that they planted somebody is strange that no one's really talking about it other than Kareem and Bloody Elbow is also strange. But neither of those things are surprising either. Well, Dana White is once again on the we're losing money uh, talking point. So he said that despite how good things are going and things he said things are going really good for for the UFC in 2020 and he then he said um, you know talking about the no gate um, that's 110 million dollars in that ballpark and some other things but we're still rolling so yeah this is again and I can't stress this enough the UFC is not losing $110 million. They're just not making as much as they made last year. So reports were that they made in the range of $900 million in revenue last year. And so they're going to make, if, if everything stays the same, and $790 million in revenue. So is that a loss? No. Because you're still in the black, considerably still in the black, you're just making less. So if the UFC had stockholders, sure, they'd be pissed. But it's not like they're, like I said, losing money. They're just making less. And then the expectation, though, is that with these fights getting more eyeballs on them because it's the only sporting game in town right now, that will pay off in more revenue down the line when they get more viewers and possibly more fans to attend live events. So that's the hope. I would not expect a situation where fans can be admitted to an event um, in, until well into 2021, the way things are going in, in America at least. And if they're going to hold an event elsewhere, they're going to have to deal with pretty strict 
COVID-19 quarantining protocol, so I don't know if they'll be willing to do that. Um, maybe for a one-off in New Zealand, but I wouldn't expect that they would do that for a a long-term kind of situation just so they could get a gate. Um, so if they do do New Zealand, they would have to fly in everyone well early so they could do their two weeks quarantine before they can get out and in, into the uh, the general public. Um, so maybe fly some all these folks in two months early, give them their two weeks quarantine, and then give them time to get acclimated to training and, and whatnot in New Zealand. It's it's an idea. It's a costly idea. So who knows what it'll, what what will happen? But anyway, back to my my point. UFC is not losing one hundred and ten million dollars. They're making one hundred and ten million dollars less. It's a big difference. Big difference. Don't take what is said here as one hundred percent true. So, earlier this week, I don't know when, um, Quest Diagnostics said that the, 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 the turnaround for uh, COVID-19 testing is going to increase to about a week for non-urgent testing. And that's in America, sorry. So, that makes me a little nervous um, about the UFC coming back to the apex because if this is the, with cases going up, if this is the new normal, well, then there's a lot to be concerned about there. If you can't get a test result, and I would, and I would imagine, and I would hope that UFC is not urgent while we have people, you know, getting sick and, and still dying of COVID-19. I would hope the UFC does not fall into the urgent category. So with that, with the, and I don't know if COVID, if Quest is who is doing the UFC testing, but they're one of the, they're probably the biggest one in the United States. So there's probably a fairly good chance that that is who is doing the testing. So if that's the case, that puts a a, a big wrinkle into the UFC's uh, plans. To, if they do get back to the apex and it's still open and they can still fight in in Vegas. So now you have to consider what's going to happen there. Are you going to have to fly people into the apex and keep them quarantined and uh, not intermingling with other camps for a week before you can get their test back? If, if that's the case, that's a huge concern because what we saw from past quote-unquote quarantines for the UFC was they weren't really good in Vegas. They did not do a good job. Um, they did not keep people in the bubble and from intermingling. And if you don't have a test result, that's a huge red flag. So if if Quest does handle UFC's testing and there's still a, a back backup there of a week or even of you know three or four days, that that's a problem for the UFC that they're going to have to address. That, and that's above and beyond what's going on in Vegas and what's going on in America. 
so I mean I, I, I don't think it's out of line to think that this is all gonna end up being everyone fighting in Abu Dhabi for the foreseeable future um, and if I would do if Abu Dhabi is going to continue to foot the bill which they might I don't know well then that's even more attractive to the UFC to stay there the the original idea was just to do this because it would get the international fighters fights which Vegas could not but if if you can get everyone from around the world into into Fight Island and Abu Dhabi's going to pick up all or some of the bill shit that'll make up for a lot of the losses the UFC is saying they're going to suffer this year so don't be surprised if that's how things work out um, and you know what safety wise with the exception of Dana White, Michael Bisping and Matt Sarah leaving the, the Abu Dhabi slash Fight Island bubble I think the Abu Dhabi is doing a good job in testing uh, so I would support it from from that from that uh, aspect, but we don't we don't really know what's going to happen yet. But that was just another wrinkle that got thrown into uh, what's going on here in America, and something the UFC is probably going to have to consider before it uh, tries to return to the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. Um. A little early tonight because I have to work during the fights. So I'm wrapping this up now. And I will be back tomorrow. Until then, stay safe. Bye.